0: One of the most challenging things that I have found in my own life is coping with situations where I am feeling numerous things at one time. And the reason I have found why that is so tricky in a lot of cases and why it can be so exhausting and ultimately why it can make it very tough to really get in touch with how we feel at a deeper level or to be able to process those feelings. The reason I have found is that it is because whenever there are feelings, there can be a tendency to have thoughts about those feelings. And that is really the essence of mindfulness practice when you take a deeper look at it in that you are really training your mind to be aware of thoughts that you're having about feelings that you're having. And where we tend to find suffering in almost all cases is and I realize there are some bad feelings in terms of, you know, mental distress, physical distress that even without thoughts that can cause suffering. I don't want to discount that. But this is more about the needless Suffering that we can cause ourselves by all of the thoughts and our own internal reactions to the feelings that we're having. And it could be something that's within ourselves. It could be, you know, related to something that someone is doing to us or saying to us or an external situation that we are having some sort of difficulty with. And when I take a deeper look at all of this, I realize that the toughest times for me to get any clarity about what I am feeling is in those situations where I have multiple feelings all happening at the same time because as humans we're clearly capable of that. And where there are you know, more than one feeling occurring, where there is more than one feeling occurring, there is generally what I found is more than one thought occurring. And trying to pick all that apart, if especially if we are actively struggling with it, if we are dealing with, and this is really where the coping aspect of mindful coping comes in and that, you know, usually they say life doesn't happen in a vacuum. In other words, we don't, you know, live life generally. We're not living, we're not sitting in a cave, you know, with everything completely quiet and no outside distractions. We're usually having to process all this on our feet, trying to stay on our feet in the middle of the storm, with all of the things happening in our lives, with all the uncertainty, change, and chaos that we can tend to live in as humans today. I had a situation happen here very recently, just in the last couple of days, that really is a great, what I feel like is a very effective example of what it's like to be overwhelmed by feeling numerous feelings at the same time, and having numerous thoughts about these various feelings all seemingly at the same time. And it can be, in this case, it was to a point where I really was struggling some. And I really had to work, you know, my practice. I really had to consciously choose to uh, to practice, you know, mindful coping in these moments. And I will admit that even after as someone who has done this for two decades uh, it took some time. I mean, this was, you know, a good, probably a good full day for me to work through all this because I and here's the other thing too, as I'd mentioned previously, you know, I wasn't able to just, you know, uh, retire from life for that day. I mean, I had, you know, work responsibilities. I had clients to take care of. I had family situations. I had a, uh, you know, a daughter starting a, uh, a doctorate program and feeling she was feeling overwhelmed so there was a lot of things going on this particular day I had you know plenty of worries and trepidations about other things and yet I still and I realize it's a choice that we make when we are overwhelmed this way we can you know clearly choose and I've done it before we can just choose to just withdraw from it all we can just shut down somehow Uh, We can use our what I refer to as our drug of choice, Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to cope with that. Not saying drugs, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, in the literal sense, but in terms of just we all have our own ways of all generally all of us. I can't say every every single one of us, but most of us, you know, have our various coping mechanisms when we just want to check out. It gets to be too much and we're out. You know, we're just we just can't do it anymore. And I have done that myself. And I know sometimes it can be just a complete withdrawal. I just, you know, I don't want to deal with these feelings. I don't want to deal with the thoughts I want. I want the thoughts to stop. Uh, Or the other one is that I just, you know, start thinking self-defeating thoughts or I start thinking thoughts to try to distract me from what it is. And so I really don't deal with the issue at hand because I am just, you know, I'm just I, I just want to be lost, and so I, I I choose that so in this case, it was a seemingly simple situation, but isn't that strange how in life sometimes things that seem that should be so simple tend to be some of the things that are the most complicated for us that we struggle with the most, and I know in this case, it's because I'm my own worst enemy sometimes I make it much harder than it has to be, so. I get a message from someone on a uh, social media platform that I'm on. And this is someone who I don't know. And I don't know anything about him. And he reached out to me. And this is not unusual. I don't think it necessarily happens all the time. Uh, but I have done it. You know, he basically asked me to go to lunch and wanted to get acquainted. And I've done that in the past. There's been times when there's been people that I feel like it would be good to meet for different reasons. And, you know, we'll just reach out to them and, and ask them, you know, if they want to, you know, grab a cup of coffee or tea or have lunch. And I think in the in the business world, this is not, you know, terribly uncommon. And I don't know why, but for some strange reason, I just got this weird feeling and I've had, you know, people who I don't know as someone who's been self-employed, you know, for over 20 years. I You know, I'm very used to people, you know, seeking me out and wanting to talk, you know, to talk. Sometimes they'll say what they want to talk about. Sometimes they don't. In most cases, it is about something that they think that I can help them with. And, you know, it's I've gotten used to that. But for some reason, I went to look at this person's And I think, you know, this tends to be something that's common. You know, we tend to go look at someone's profile. We want to get some sense of who is contacting us. And that's not to say that whatever we find defines that person, because I know that it doesn't, but I think it's just, it's a human tendency. We want to know a little more about someone, you know, there's, we're not, you know, and it's not from a judgmental standpoint. I don't feel like it's just, you know, I want to know, you know, what, what kind of work does this person do? Uh, You know, when when I meet people socially, I, I generally tend to not ask what they do because I really want to get a real sense of who they are. But I think sometimes when people contact us out of the blue, and I think with social media, it has changed things quite a bit in that you know we're not meeting the person face to face. This is some represent you know electronic representation of this person that's reaching out to us. And so I think the tendency is to want to kind of get some more of a sense of who they are, if we can. And I think it just depends on how we're approached. So anyway, I get this message and I'm just, I'm uneasy for some reason. And I'm not sure why. And there were some things that I, that I saw on this person's profile and there was nothing, nothing about it that was, you know, that I felt I'm not, you know, and there again, I'm not judging it, but it just, there was some things that were unusual, some things that I generally don't see uh, in terms of a person describing themselves and, you know, kind of feeling their essence, so to speak. And it seemed a little out of the blue and it was someone who was local, you know, in the same city that I live in, but I could not really discern from what I saw on their profile as to what they might possibly want to talk to me about. And it took me a while to realize that that's what I seem to be struggling with. And there again, I don't, you know, I don't ever want to be a person that, you know, that judges anyone. First of all, I don't want to judge anyone at all. Second of all, I don't want to really determine my comfort level based on you know what I find on a social media platform. But yet this is the world that we live in. And I think I was conflicted because I really have never wanted to be the kind of person that wants to check up on someone before I meet them. And you know it just it just doesn't feel good to me to be in that investigative mode. And I didn't realize that at the time. But what you know that that was the conflict. And the thing that was odd about it was is that this person, you know, mentioned a couple of places that they wanted to meet at places that they wanted to meet me at as far as eating establishments. And the the two places that he mentioned were places that I had kind of vaguely heard of. Well, when I checked into them, they were, you know, very very uh, you know, very fancy places to eat. And I typically am not the kind of person that does that very often. Uh, it's just not really, it's not really an interest of mine. I, you know, I have nothing against it, but it's just not something that I'm really interested in. And so that made me feel a little bit, not really uneasy, but just not really sure what i how I felt about this. And so I think I was struggling with, you know, the venue that he was suggesting. Uh, the way that he communicated with me was a little bit different in terms of the, the, uh, the language, the way that he spoke. And it was just the whole thing felt just very different. And there again, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, I know one thing for sure. I don't want to uh, ever feel the need to, uh, you know, look at someone based on the way that they speak or the way that they convey themselves. But yet here I am, you know, this is how I'm feeling, and I'm trying to be as genuine about this as I possibly can. And trying to be as honest about it as I possibly can. It is, you know, this, this is sometimes what it feels like to be human. This is sometimes what we are dealing with. And I've always considered myself to be someone who is very open-minded. And yet, in the interpersonal realm, sometimes, you know, we encounter people who, uh, for whatever reason, we deal with you know, some uncertainties and we deal with feelings that we have about it. And I think sometimes the challenge is we don't want to feel this way. For whatever reason we don't want to feel this way, but yet we sometimes we do. And this isn't really meant to get into a philosophical discussion about, you know, how we should feel about other people and whether or not we should, you know, be open to every, you know, people that, uh, you know, come from all sorts of, you know, that's not really the backgrounds, it's not really the idea here. The idea is to really talk about what it is like to be completely conflicted and feeling numerous things. So here I am essentially feeling, you know, a little bit of uneasiness about what I think this person may want to talk to me about, because I think that's a natural human tendency. You know, we tend sometimes to want to predict the future. We want, when we're dealing with someone we don't know, And I think most of us, you know, and not all of us, I can't say all of us, but, you know, there is a tendency to be taught as children about people that are, you know, that we that are referred to as strangers that we don't know. So there is some of that that we tend to get, you know, you know, culturally speaking and in our upbringing, you know, in our childhood upbringing that we can tend to carry with us. And so I say all these things to say there was uneasiness about several different things. And I found myself just really not wanting to respond and just wanting the situation to go away. And I think that's where I want to emphasize, you know, this is the point at which once we decide that we really don't want to deal with something, that's when we check out, that's when we're done. And when we're done, this is where we're no longer coping with things. We're still carrying tension and stress about it. As much as as I try to tell myself, that I just don't want to think about it. I'm thinking about it. As much as I want to tell myself I want to forget about it, I'm not forgetting about it. And this is really where the practice helped me because I first of all, the first thing that had to happen in order for me to be more aware of what I was doing to myself was that I had to be more aware. I had to know that I was doing this to myself. I had to know that I was trying to shut this whole thing down and just you know, put it on the back burner and not deal with it. I, I I was clearly having feeling feelings, you know, because of the things that I've mentioned previously. Those different things, uh, I didn't know really what his agenda was or what his end game was, if he had one. And I'm not saying I think that he has one, but there was the concern about whether or not there was one. But then again. The flip side of that is that I, you know, if I'm doing the work, if I am, you know, trying to mindfully cope with, you know, my feelings and the thoughts that I'm having about them and any reactions that I'm having about them, I also can do the work of advocating for myself, putting up boundaries and dealing, you know, in in the human realm in a way that is very healthy, in a way that, you know, that I'm caring for others, but I'm, you know, I'm also caring for myself. I'm protecting myself. And doing what's best for others, but I can't do any of that if I'm completely con- conflicted about it. If I don't really know how I feel, if I'm not sure that the thoughts that I'm having about these feelings is either causing suffer unnecessary suffering, or if it's helping me determine what the best thing for me to do is. Because I realize our brains are wired. You know, we have a prefrontal cortex for a reason. We need to be able to uh, you know to function at a higher level to make decisions. You know, especially when we're in the middle of something. We've got to make the best decisions we can make to protect ourselves, to protect our families, and to do what's best. But when we're dealing with situations where it's not an emergency, where we are really not in danger, we, you know, sometimes this higher level functioning can serve as just a way to distract ourselves. The thoughts that we're having are really just a distraction for us. And that really keep us in a place where we can't really get in touch with how we feel about something and finally resolve it and deal with it and decide what we really need to do or what we don't need to do about it. And then, you know, to have that clarity of of putting something in its place and dealing with it and moving on, however that looks. So here I am basically with all of these, you know, feelings, all of these thoughts about them and... Once I became aware, and it took quite a while. I mean, I really did struggle with this, um, and clearly, and I think the struggle was also about the fact that I, you know, I do want to be open-minded. I do want to meet new people. I appreciate being approached by someone who has something to talk to me about, and I don't necessarily need to know really what it is they want to talk to me about. To be about, I really should be able to trust myself enough as an adult to be able to protect myself, to be able to put up boundaries. And if it's something that's a complete waste of time for me, uh, if it's something that does not apply to me, that I can trust that as an adult, I can decide that. But I also want to give the person the benefit of the doubt, not to the point of putting myself in danger, but I clearly can't do any of this. I can't be open-minded. I can't really allow myself to be out in the world and want to be around different people who think differently, differently than me, who operate differently than me, who have a whole different philosophy of life than I do, who who possibly come from another culture, who speak different languages, who speak the same language in a different way. Yes, I clearly do want to expose myself to those things. I clearly want to learn from people, no matter who they are. But I can't do that if I am completely locked up emotionally and in a place where i can't really make any effective decisions for myself at all i can't i'm not able to function at all and this is really where the mindful coping practice comes in and that what has to happen is i have to slow things down and realize you know wait a minute i am clearly in a place where i am struggling and i'm struggling for different reasons and i'm feeling guilty about the fact that i'm struggling so that makes it even more complicated Uh, You know, I have a vision of myself for who I want to be, and yet I'm not seeing that person in some of these moments. And that is also another layer of feelings that I'm struggling with. So no wonder I can't really get any clarity about this. So what I really had to do first was make the choice and then acknowledge the fact that, hey, you know, I've got myself in a mess here. I have really got myself kind of twisted around in a lot of different directions, like a pretzel, emotionally speaking. Because I'm feeling all these different feelings and all the thoughts from them are just exhausting. And the thoughts themselves are not leading to any sort of clarity about what I should do. In fact, they're making me feel worse. So once I was able to start, first of all, being aware of what I was doing to myself, and this took a period of hours, I had to slowly start to sort out how I felt, you know, what if this person is trying to, you know, ask me to go to an expensive restaurant and then is going to expect me to pay for it. And so I'm thinking all these ridiculous thoughts, you know, what if this person's going to talk to me about something that I, that I don't, you know, don't understand, that I don't get, that I don't have any interest in. And what if me showing up is just going to encourage him that I'm interested in this and then what's going to happen? And then is he going to bother me more about this in the future? See, it's all these different things that we worry about, and so we, we until I was able to stop and slow things down to the point that I could start looking at every single feeling that I had and every single concern that I had, and I was able to finally address them in a positive way. You know, what if he has some sort of you know uh, agenda? What if there's some sort of end game? is not something that I'm interested in well is you know the response to that is I can be an adult and I can deal with that I can put up boundaries I'm capable of that you know what if he you know invites me to this fancy expensive restaurant and I you know he ends up expecting me to pay for it if I don't feel that I need to do that I can be an adult and speak up and say that you know you asked me to meet you here you know, how about we each pay for our own? What, what it, and then I was trying to figure out what is even the concern about, and I had a friend say this to me. She was basically asking me, she said, is this going to be financially devastating to you? Is this going to ruin your life? Well, no, it, it wouldn't. But at the same time, though, I had, you know, the feeling was there. And so the, the idea here is I don't want to judge myself. I don't want to feel like I'm being selfish the idea here, looking at these feelings, is not to judge ourselves or you know harshly or to beat ourselves up about feeling a certain way. It's just about figuring out what, why are we having these feelings? And once I realized, after I looked at it for a while, that it was just this was really about protecting myself against someone I didn't know. And I was finding reasons. These were excuses. The worried about, you know, having to pay for a fancy, expensive meal that I really didn't ask for in the first place. To have, You know, the fear of having to listen to something that maybe it really was not interesting to me. And there again, I could realize, you know, as an adult and as an open-minded adult, I could open myself up. And maybe even if I didn't feel like I was interested, I need to be open to the fact that there may be some reason that I, his path and my path, are, you know, our paths are crossing. There may be something that I can learn from him and maybe it's not readily apparent. Maybe I can't see it right on the surface but there may be some reason. He may have something to share with me that I need to share with someone else. But if I'm so close-minded that I am trying to protect myself against someone, quote-unquote, wasting my time, I never may get the message that I need to get. There may really be some reason for me meeting him, and it may not be anything related to what I think about it. So, as you can see, there are, you know, there are lots of different concerns here. But I'm able, with mindful coping, and this is doing this while I'm dealing with the rest of life, to be able to start slowing down, and even if it means writing them down, okay, these are the feelings I'm having. And, you know, not trying to struggle with figuring out why we're having them. These are the thoughts I'm having about these things, and not to struggle with it, and not to be in a hurry to get the answers. Because sometimes I've had, it's, it's taken days for me to figure out, to sort out how I really feel about something. And the coping aspect of this is really about the fact that sometimes, in most cases, we're not able to just shut ourselves off in a room and do this until we're done. We have to still live life. We still have our work. We still have our families. We still have responsibilities. We have responsibilities in the community. We have things we need to do, and we can't always close ourselves off in a room to sort things out and then put life on hold. And that's really where mindful coping comes in that, you know, we can, we can be mindful on our feet. You know, we can practice sitting on a cushion to help us be more aware of what our minds are doing when we're in the middle of the storm. But ultimately we have to cope while we're living life while it's happening because in most cases we don't have the luxury of stepping off the, uh, you know, of stepping off the elevator as it's going up. We have to, or going down for that matter. And this is really, that is encouraging for me that, and we don't have to feel like if we feel different things or conflicting things, that it, you know, things that are conflicting, we don't have to necessarily, we're not forced to shut down emotionally. We're not forced to feel overwhelmed. We're not forced to feel powerless. We actually can, we are empowered through this practice to be able to to be aware of what the feelings we're having, what we're thinking about them, and that we can trust ourselves, that we can develop. We have the skills, and in a lot of cases, we're stronger and more able to do this than we realize. But we can still, all of us, and myself included, can continue to improve this. And by practicing doing it in the moment, while we're in the middle of the whirlwind, while life is happening, we can, con- we can continue to improve our ability to do this more effectively day in and day out. And that's really what the practice is all about. We can do this if we choose. It just takes practice.